host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening or good morning, wherever you are at the, in this world today. My name is Max, and I'm here with the Fearless Happiness podcast. I have a special guest today, Sarah. I want to say it's an A, right? Halsberg, or is it Holsberg? Holsberg, yeah. You got to get that New York accent in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from California. I don't know if that's going to happen. Everybody always knows a California accent. Hey, you're from California, right? But anyway, I'm glad you're here today. I'm so excited to see where this interview takes us. We're going to have fun with it. So what I like to do, Sarah, is let you introduce yourself to the audience, yeah. like who you are and what it is you do. And then we're going to rock and roll. Absolutely. Well, as you've kindly told everyone, my name is Sarah. I am a true New Yorker. So the my accent will definitely be coming out as we're talking. I'll try to keep it a little more PG. I am the CEO and co-founder of QuickFit, which is the first ever customized styling and shopping app. We're actually combining AI and AR technology. It's wow. been a journey that's kind of been, had foot on the gas pedal the entire time. And as we've entered 2022, we're getting ready to go fully live. So it's been a really exciting 12 months. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Right. So this entrepreneurial journey of kind of what you're talking about, like it, it's, yeah. it's definitely like strap yourself in cause it's going to be a fun ride. Right. Oh yeah. You know, in theory, it always sounds like, yeah, I'll <laughs> just start this. Let's just see what happens. And then you're, you're in and going, what did I sign up for myself? Okay. Yeah, what sleep? <laughs> right. Like when do I get some rest? Never. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's awesome. So quick bit, right? So yeah. what kind of apparel is it? Is it like every day? Is it like fitness apparel? Tell the audience yeah, so a little bit more about it. Basically, the beauty of it is it's whatever the user wants it to be. That's what our whole idea is, right? It was how can we make people just feel happier about themselves? What can we do on that what seems like such a shallow side of it, but truly does impact everybody. Are you someone that really loves wearing fitness gear? Great. We'll style you for that. Are you someone like myself who's in 85 weddings this year and has no idea what to wear? Don't worry. We got you covered. Right. So it's, I mean, let me tell you this. If, when I was younger and people said, don't you worry, you'll be wearing gowns every weekend of the year. They weren't kidding. This wedding season thing is insane. But I, I totally digress. The beauty is we work as kind of the third party when it comes to selling. But event, but really the biggest part of the app is the styling. It's the helping you match. It's finding that finishing piece in your wardrobe. And the importance of it is to find who you truly are. Who do you want to be when you step out the door? 
what do you love about what you put on your body? We also try to eliminate the stress of shopping, the stress of my order coming in and not looking the way I thought it was going to look on me and not worrying about what the size of it is because it doesn't ever matter. You're beautiful, (laughs) whatever size you are. True. And we try to fix all those problems with one easy solution. I know. And, you know, that sounds like it's right up my alley because I hate going to the store. Right. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. good. I know what I want. Give me jeans. Give me some tennis shoes and a T-shirt and I'm good. Right. Yeah. I know, like you said, in doing this entrepreneurial and what I want to do and start speaking. Right. Like I know, yes, I can go speak in jeans and a T-shirt. Right. But there might be some venues that might go, hey, we want you to be in a suit. OK, how right. do I do this? Right. Because. I never had to do this before. Like I'm, I'm Southern California beach bum, right? Like I love, if I could live in tank top shorts and flip you'd be set. I'd be set, right? <laughs> you'd have an easy customer here. This is all I need. <laughs> Send it to me. So, you know, besides this, this entrepreneurial journey mm-hmm. that you're on, right? Let's talk about whatever, you know, like if it's okay with you, like what are yeah. some of the challenges, not just in business, like in your life that you've had to overcome to get you to this spot now as a CEO? You know, it's interesting because I started working full time when I was 19. My yeah. first job ever was actually in England. I had a, was there for study abroad and a professor said, I want to hire you. And I went head first into the sports industry. And I always make the joke. I was kind of five years short of the Me Too movement. <laughs> Being a young girl working that industry, coming back to the States and doing school full time and work full time. You learned a lot about just people. And figuring out your strengths and your weaknesses. Growing up, I was very loud and fun and outgoing, but that was very much a distraction of what was really going on inside. Definitely bullied a lot. I was always playing with the boys. I wasn't very girly. And my my parents were, they wanted me to enjoy what I was doing. So my mom would never say, go to cheerleading practice or join the kick line. It was, well, no, you like sports, so go do baseball. Little did we know that was going to cause issues five years later because none of the girls liked me. That stuff that kind of always continued as you got older. And then here I am working in sports. I was a sports girl. Very different dynamics. Also, now you're working in sports entertainment and every little aspect of yourself is pulled apart. You know, you're not as skinny as the other girls on television. You don't really fit the bill. Oh, I bet you're sleeping with all the players. Yeah, I could just imagine. We're not. (laughs) Are not, right? Yeah, we're not. Especially, by the way, you're seeing them gross and sweaty and you just see them every single day. (laughs) Why would you? Like, There was nothing appealing about that. Right. So the challenge is just growing. I forced myself to grow up very quickly and kind of didn't really know where I wanted to be because I just kind of went too fast. You know, I sometimes was always very jealous of my friends that just had fun in college. They got to kind of discover who they were. I kind of tried to figure it out while distracting myself with work. It wasn't maybe the right decision because it did lead to a lot of emotional issues. So senior in college, I was still working full time. I was in a really major car accident. And it was one of those situations that kind of put life on pause. I was a hardcore gym rat. I was crazy about my diet and exercise, mainly because if I posted something on social media because of my job, (laughs) you were getting torn apart. And I was out of the gym for three years. Oh, wow. I changed careers. I moved to Philly. I got into recruiting. I had to kind of press the reset button. And it's taken till now using recruiting and being also a freelance fashion stylist and personal shopper 
to get me to where I am now. It also took a pandemic. If it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't be where I am now. I took a negative situation and made it a positive. I was able to say, well, I've always loved fashion. I've always loved being able to show who you are through this and make the things that I loved something I love again. I started to resent mm-hmm. sports because of the, the industry then and what it does to you. Now I have my business partners who are the closest people in my life. I'm so fortunate. My CEO, Chris, who came up with the original idea is amazing and funny and awesome. Christian, my CTO, was one of my friends from college. And we've built this amazing thing together. And we've all used parts of our lives to make it so special. So all that craziness and heartache and wild stuff, I was going to say another S word, but I figured that one was safer. Uh, You can go R, (laughs) whatever. I have no... You know, it... (laughs) It got us to where we are now. And I kind of feel like I'm fortunate that I went through some uncomfortable situations. You know, I I never would wish what I went through with some of the sexual harassment that I did have to suffer through on anyone. But I never compare my story to somebody else's. I always just want to be an ear for someone. And I'm very open about what I went through because I think it's the only way to prevent it from happening to someone else. Right. And that kind of parallels our life, right? Like for my, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use my experience. So like helping addicts and alcoholics get sober, right? Like we can connect, right? Because I've been through it. Same with you, right? Like you can connect with people that are going through that situation because you've already been through it and you know what it feels like, you know what it smells like, right? You know what I mean? Like you were in it, right? And and we're not making light of it, right? That stuff sucks, right? Like people- Yeah, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Yeah, you can't sugarcoat it, right? And and unfortunately for you at the time, right? Like being a pretty girl in that industry, right? Like the girl, the guys are, you know, they're they're dogs, you know? Some of them, you know, I don't have to tell you, or, you know, they have one track minds and they don't care how, they're going to do it they're going to try and whatever right but that they, they definitely shoot their shot <laughs> right right but luckily you're a strong person you, 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 as like uh, i would say like you just block that shit right yeah it's yep. like nope sorry that ain't happening right but that just yeah. that's a, te- a test to your true character right like you're not you, you have values you have your ethics and stuff like that right and you're gonna live by them like i have 10 my top 10 values like people know that i do not negotiate on those those are mm-hmm. how i interact with people that's how i serve my clients that i serve you know what i mean and and, and anything yeah. that i do you know but you know there's a lot of times like in your industry they in the old days right at least from what i hear is they, they want to just brush that under the rug like it never happened look at this guy or oh yeah whoever you know what I mean you'll love this so I was working behind the camera for a while and there was this one guy that was my supervisor eye roll for those that are just listening (laughs) and yeah big eye roll (laughs) yeah massive and he was one of the most grimiest people he was rude condescending and I noticed that my work was getting torn apart but but as I got looked closer, it wasn't my work. He was going into the system, changing what I was doing every time I ignored one of his passes, declined adding him as a friend on Snapchat, and refused to ever get drinks. Finally, I started taking photos of my work to compare it to what he was submitting to his boss. His boss said to me, oh yeah, we've heard these issues before, but we're not going to fire him because he has three jobs for one low salary. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I said, well, good news. You lost another employee. And I walked out and I never looked back. 
Sometimes you got to, right? Sometimes you have to. I don't know. I, I've experienced some things in the field that I work in, in, in the drug and alcohol treatment, you know, realm. And mm-hmm. I've been doing it quite a long time. And, you know, luckily for me, though, I can say that I've always worked for those upstanding, you know, the client yeah. comes first, right? They, they work by ethics and values and, right, it's not about the money. But of course, right. a business is a business. You got to make money. But I can tell you stories of some scumbags in that industry, you know what I mean? Like that I compare to pedophile. Like that's how bad I I dislike these people. But you know, but those are the things, those are the challenges like you got to go through that actually make you a stronger human being, right? Because you went through it. You're like, I don't like this. And this is what I'm going to stand up for. And it made you a stronger Sarah, right? Definitely. Right. So like business and life kind of parallel themselves sometimes, right? You get, you got to take the good with the bad, right? And at least we have choices, right? Like that's not working for me. So ah, see you later. Right. I can X you out of my life and yeah, have to deal with you anymore. Right. So we'll talk about, I mean, if there's anything, anything else in, in like, say your personal life that you had to really yeah. overcome, and then we'll talk more about the business, but like, I want the audience to know, like, they're not alone. If that, you know what I mean? Because my, yeah, whole- yeah I, I would absolutely. I think, especially with the way the media is kind of tried to put a spotlight on sexual harassment and workplace harassment. I still don't think they're doing a good enough job because I think they're not showing the fact that it does span the gamut. And also there, it can also be women harassing men. As a woman, I am saying that. Absolutely. And I have seen it multiple times on the others. And I've seen interns get like, Smacked on the butt by a female boss. That you're not helping the situation if you're doing that, honey. Like, stop, stop it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even if he might enjoy it because he's 19, doesn't make it okay. Right. You know, I I have a lot of friends who have younger siblings, and I was a camp counselor for years, and I've had some of my old campers even reach out to me, going, "Hey, like I heard you talk about this. Like, do you have 10 minutes?" Like, always. I'm as open with people as they are comfortable with. I never want to make someone also feel uncomfortable by my story. I think there is sometimes this need to have to tell every little detail for people to believe you. Right. You know your own truth. You know what you went through. You know what made you uncomfortable. It's also your feelings. No one can sit there and say to another person, well, that's stupid. No, that's how the person feels. Absolutely. Whether or not you agree with it. And you know, I always say to people like, what you say is going to affect someone. Whether or not you mean to affect them it's going to right. my corporate job is that I I'm a recruiter. I still recruit because even as an entrepreneur, you still kind of need to make a salary. <laughs> right. Right? Long Island is very expensive. <laughs> and people always say to me, you're so like, you don't interview. You're very casual. I go, why do I need to interview you? You know who you are. You're either going to be right for the job or not. Why am I going to make someone feel uncomfortable when if I'm recruiting you, we need the job filled. You might want the job. End of the day, you don't need to impress me. I'm kind of nothing. I'm just here to connect with you. Right. And I feel the same way about relationship, whether it's romantic, just friendship, even a work relationship or doing this today. I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm simply trying to connect. And if the vibe is there, amazing. If not, well, we gave it our best shot. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And, and that's, I couldn't agree with you more on that point because, right, like 
I always used to think early on, like I had to impress the shit out of whoever was interviewing me. Right. And I knew yeah. you ever had those times, you know, like I was way over the top and they're just looking at me like this guy's full of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't be that cool. You know what I mean? But I, you know, over time, right. I've been shit. I'm going to be 54 this year. I've learned just to be me. Right. right. Like you're, you're either going to, you're going to know from the time you say hi to me that I like you or I don't like you. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of people have that made up in their brain, right? If they don't shake my hand a certain way, they're out. Or if they don't look me in the eye, yeah. they're out. You know what I mean? Like, or whatever silly things that could come up. But, you know, it's crazy how, see, this life works. Like, I'm totally embracing this journey of, like, life, entrepreneurship, having this podcast, right? And just connecting yeah. with people, right? Because my whole goal is after every interview is I got a new friend, right? We just had a cool Absolutely. conversation. And, and I'm building my friendships with people. <clears throat> right because in the in the treatment or the the recovery world right we always say the opposite of addiction is connection mm -hmm. right and i've been taught from the beginning almost 19 well i'll be 19 years sober this september right congratulations my sponsor thank you and my mentors would always tell me go connect with people and i didn't get mm -hmm. it at first you know what i mean like right because early on i still my brain wasn't where you know and if you shook my hand and looked sure. at me a certain way i was like you ain't getting nothing. you ain't getting none for me i don't like the way you did that you know what i mean paranoia yeah but you know now it's been it's so cool like i, I have you on my podcast today or just having to chat so let the audience know like like okay making the decision to go from the corporate world to be in your own boss right like what is yeah. what do those challenges look like and tell them the fun parts of what that looks like yeah so off the bat the fun parts i don't have to report to anyone but myself like that's <laughs> awesome right? i've always had a problem with authority i've never been good with <laughs> no, it no not you so to be the authority <laughs> i love it it's great the other thing is i love what i'm doing it's like it's my passion it's something i'm so excited about it's it's like i get excited just even like i get to talk about fashion all day long and styling awesome amazing <laughs> yay i can <laughs> rant about shoes and no one's gonna be like okay you're annoying me now like shut up <laughs> so i'm the boss i get to do it all day long if i want <laughs> exactly the the difficult parts are things that you don't really realize you know, like, for example, when your developer gets COVID and you can't really get in touch with them because they're across the world or your CTO gets COVID and gets stuck in Italy for six weeks. Oh, shoot. Right. You know, like those are things that we can't control. The other hard parts are sometimes just having to learn that your communication style and how you work. It's not how everybody else is. My claim to fame is everyone knows if I don't respond to a text phone call in the first two minutes, I'm either A, asleep, filming, or in the shower. And even in the shower, nine times out of 10, I'm probably going to still respond to you. <laughs> Most people are not like me. Right. I don't know why. It'd be great if they were. But I'm definitely an instant response person. And not everyone's like that. And I have to get used to things like that. <sighs> You know, that's funny. I'm a lot like you when it comes to that. Like, I like to respond because let them know, like, I'm paying attention to what you're telling me. Right. Like, right. And then there's my wife. Right. Like, she'll go, for instance, she'll go, I'll deal with them later. I, and I'm like, I'm going crazy for the people on the other end. Like, just answer the phone and tell them hello or something. Right. But she's like, you're just I feel like, you're I'll get back to you. Yeah. 
No, don't even do that. Right. But she's great. I get why she does that too. And I've learned, I've had to do that. Like, yeah. right. To have some quality time with her. Like, cause she's busted me. Right. Like in the evening, it's our time to connect and, and I'm doing whatever, you know, social media, BS, checking emails and she's just going, yeah. I'm going to break your phone. You know what I mean? Like- I, I have people in my life that think it's insane. Um, I will say my friends are always kind of, you know, and you can all follow me on Instagram. I'm pretty, I kind of put it all out there. It's just Sarah underscore Holesburg and you'll find quick fits there too. They all kind of laugh and go, oh, wait, Sarah's got to take a photo. Hold on. We got, everyone knows Sarah's. <laughs> Oh, Sarah's wearing an outfit. It's going to be on social media. Don't you worry. <laughs> that is and so funny. I laugh at it because it's not about me like wanting attention. It's, well, it's my business. You See, know, me being out there is my business. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have you talk to my wife one day. You're going to have to tell her that because me like doing a live, or it's all, there's a method to my madness, right? It's to get yep. me out there in front of people to say, here's Max, right? It's not because I'm going, hey, look at me. Guess what? Just exactly. I'm on here again. Like- <laughs> I always oh. say they're Sarah and social media Sarah and they're yeah. both the same person and they both love the same things but if you call me on a typical day no I do not have fake eyelashes on and no I am not <laughs> wearing seven inch heels that's social media Sarah regular Sarah <laughs> is in yoga pants and a sports bra and is going to deadlift at the gym <laughs> right see like that's so I knew I liked you first. You just like here at home, if I'm in my chair watching a game or whatever, and you know, even when family's here, I've been told like, you don't like to, like, I like my alone time. Right. Like it used to never be like that though. Right. I was like, I need the attention or, but I get it. Like I've worked on myself enough to where like, I can actually sit with myself. Right. But then there is that side where I got to, you know, if people are going to connect, they got to see what kind of person I am. Right. Like I'm I'm just like armed, as they say, an armchair quarterback flipping the channels. They're going to be like, I don't want to work with that guy, but I get it. I can't really call myself a stylist if I'm not showing people that I have style. Right. (laughs) How are they going to buy your product if like they saw you in like, you know, your jeans and stuff like how does she that don't look stylish to me. But over here, she's saying she's doing this, right? Exactly. I get it. I get it, sister. I'm on your side. And, you know, (laughs) I, I will say my my two amazing partners, they're not as social media public as me like they don't, and and I and it's a running joke and we laugh about it but also working with the people that are closest to you in life comes with challenges naturally and how do you balance Absolutely. that relationship a Absolutely. big thing I will suggest is making sure that you have conversations that aren't just about the business right you gotta like Sometimes I'll even jokingly say, like, let's like, what shows are you watching? Like, like, let's just change the vibe for five minutes because you don't want to lose why you chose to do this with those people. Right. Absolutely. The big thing, at least on my end, maybe they have a different answer. I don't know. Right. No, I get it. Cause I have to connect with the wife and let her know like this. Cause she's totally the opposite. Like she hates, like I have to ask her permission if I'm going to post a picture of us, you know what I mean? Maybe it's on our anniversary or something, or it's Valentine's day and she has to give me yeah. the okay, because trust me, Sarah, I've gotten like my butt. Che- like I have no butt left because I did it without her permission. Right. But yeah, hey, that's so, so funny. Yeah. that's like, so- I get it though. I totally get it. Like if I'm cooking food, I'm probably going to post it. But if someone else is around, I'm like, you know, like, can I tag you? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Once Do in a while, not- I'll sneak what? it in anyway. But then, you know, that's what, what, you know, <laughs> do it now and ask for forgiveness later. Right. But I don't do I'm anything. I'm a big supporter of, of that. <laughs> yeah, this has been With everything. Right. That's exactly right. I love you, honey. But 
forgive me, but I already did it. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to smash your phone one day. This has been awesome so far, this conversation. So I don't know if you know, but I'm an author, right? And I named my book Fearless Happiness, right? And there's a reason I spelled happiness wrong, but I still mm-hmm. get all these two years later, you spelled that wrong. There's a reason I did it. So I like to ask my guests, right? Because especially mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur, like what does fearless look like to you? And how does that show up in, in your daily living? I think it's not overthinking a situation, which is something I genuinely do struggle with all the time. But if you're going to make a decision, go for it. Be fearless about why you made that decision. Starting quick fit, that was a, it happened so naturally and on its own. And there have been plenty of moments in the last year where we could have pulled the trigger and said, screw this. But we continue every day and it's growing every day. And as we continue this journey, there's fears that come along with it. The biggest one, it not working, but we keep going. So to me, that's what fearlessness is. That's trusting the process. And not yeah. overthinking each thing. And that's huge, right? To to trust something that you don't know what the outcome is, right? Like, I know I yeah. get it. You know what I mean? Like when I started this podcast over a year ago, this year will be in September, I believe it'll be two years, but, right? And you hear the statistics, no one makes it. You yeah. Most 97% or whatever this don't make it past episode 13, right? I just released mm-hmm. episode 44 last week, right? So like, I'm stoked that I, I just proved a lot of my naysayers wrong. Like, ha, I did it. Yeah, I'm still going, right? And I'm having, and the guests are amazing like yourself. And you. you know what I mean? And that fearless, right? Sometimes you just have to pull the trigger, like you said, and just hope that you've done enough of your own work that you just when you make that decision right that it's going to be okay and most of the time it is right like yeah there's some things we can't ever see right we they're just you know we're not god right we can't see everything right but here's the thing even in those mistakes or failures right it still can be a win right because you're gonna learn from that mistake or you're gonna learn from that failure right and so you next time you do it you know how to do it differently so that's amazing thanks for that and um, so I put happiness, right? H-A-P-P-Y, N-E-S-S for a reason. So knowing mm-hmm. I put the Y in that happiness, like what does happiness mean to you? She's already going like, I got some good answers going. Uh, what does that mean to you? I can see your eyes. She's like, mm, I got this one down. What is happiness? Well, I like mean? to be happy. <laughs> right. Of course we do. But tell the audience what that means to you, happiness. Happiness is really just when you have those moments where every puzzle piece of is kind of like getting along, not fitting perfectly, getting along. You know, some of my best moments have been my, my, my CEO, Chris, he's very creative and he can just has a vision for things that I sit back and go, how did you come up with that? Like, where did that come from? Like that's freaking genius. And we'll have these impromptu, like three hour conversations where, I mean, one, we actually redesigned the app during one of those conversations, we came up with new memberships. It was just the, those brainstorming sessions. And we hang up the phone. It could be 5 a.m. or 2 in the morning, whatever it might be. And I go, holy shit, this is working. This is awesome. And, you know, quick fit grows. Our relationships grow. And we're kind of building this amazing thing together. And that's happiness. It's getting to do something beautiful with the most beautiful people in my life. And I'm, I'm so freaking fortunate. Yeah. That is, yeah. I, I totally get that. Like on this journey, I've been, you know, on the other part of my business that I'm trying to create, you know, not trying going to create, right. Like 
I have some people at the same thing, right? And they're at a different level. Like one friend, like the guy, uh, his name is Chris Whitehead, right? He started, he helped me write my book. He helped me put together. Um, See, people named Chris are really good. Right? Well, so, keep, we should keep them. <laughs> so if you're listening, did you hear that? We're going to keep you guys. Um, yeah, we, we're going to keep you around a little bit longer. Right. So he helped me at his lowest point, put my, mm-hmm. help me put my outline together. Little did I know till later that like he was sitting in his apartment with everything about to be shut off gas electricity everything right like he spent his last few dollars to you know and he would tell me this later but now the guy now i'm his biggest cheerleader because now he owns four businesses and he's doing just amazing work helping people you know level up in their business and their life and i'm just like you know and i'm surrounded by guys like that and women you know that are there are you know and that's what we need, I think, right? Because we're going to have our moments and we need Mm -hmm. those people to lift us up, right? And then they're going to have their moments and then it's our turn to lift them up, right? Right. And and I'm like some of these people's biggest cheerleader, like, yo, I'm like, go, keep going, you know? But that's awesome. Like happiness for me, you know, if I was going to tell you like that's bleeding, right? But doing that, the little work that we do every day and seeing like, you know, like you just said, I'm surrounded by the most amazing people like that's joy and that's that's lasting you know what i mean like you said you can have those three-hour co- talks i've had three-hour talks with that guy one time i was on a call for seven hours on the guy that helped me put my this together but who passed yeah. last year unfortunately in march oh. of covid but you know i was making the excuses and i'll never forget him telling me that he cussed at me that day and that guy never cussed it was like fucking max just get it started perfect doesn't mean done just believe yep. You know, and I released it shortly thereafter. And I was like, now I am. I'm coming up on two years of a podcast and I'm having fun with it. You know, and it's like you said, if I didn't have those people, you know, like personally, like my family that support me and then those people outside of my family that are cheering me on, who knows, I might have gave up. You know what I mean? It's like I I look at it like my recovery. If I didn't have the help that I have, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. I'd be I'd be at the Gray Bar Motel, you know, wishing, damn, I wish I was doing an interview with Sarah Hallsberg today. You know what I mean? So I get that freaking awesome. So before we close this out, right, I want you to tell if people want to work with you or find out more about your and what you do. How would they get a hold of you, Sarah? So I'm really easily reachable, almost to the point where people think I'm insane for how easy it is to get in touch with me. (laughs) I'm I actually respond to DMs unless like, you know, you're asking me to like, you know, give you like a million dollars, which I guess is all the time. Like, we're going to boost your post. Give right. us $500,000. Yeah, I'll let you know when I get some. You can follow me at, at Sarah underscore Holzberg. And on my bio, you'll find QuickFit, which is underscore Q-U-I-K-F-I-T. And feel free to reach out to me on really any platform. I'm ha- I'm also on TikTok as is QuickFit. You can even connect with me on LinkedIn if you want to see my more professional side. But Instagram is definitely my go-to way. And if you want to talk fashion, sports, or just mental health or anything at all, I'm always available. If someone has a really good workout split they want to share with me, this gym rat will always appreciate it as well. (laughs) I need that. Yeah, I'm always looking for not like the quick, but okay, because I can't do any overhead. Like one of my shoulders, I... They nicked a nerve and I have, so I was Oof. looking for like, okay, how can I build this shoulder or at least make it stronger? Right. Yeah. And I, Cause I can't do any overhead unless it's a machine. But other than that, I get what I get it. That's, I got a new friend. Everybody hear that? Sarah's on my side. Yeah. Now, so you're watch stuck out. with me now, Max. <laughs> That's awesome. So what I like to ask you before we split, 
before we part ways for the day is give the audience like a piece of advice, you know, something that they can leave here with and go, oh man, that was great. I would say it's the same thing I used to tell all my campers when they were, when I was much younger and it's always kind of stuck with me. If you feel in your heart that you're making the right decision, you're making the right decision, no matter what it is. Don't let what everyone tells you you're supposed to do be what you're going to do. You know, I, I style a lot of prom girls right now. They're like all getting their dresses for prom, right? And they all want these sparkles and crisscross backs and all this crap. And none of them are comfortable. And I go, you don't have to dress a certain way because everyone's telling you to. What's going to make you feel beautiful? So for everyone out there, wake up every day and ask yourself, what's going to make you feel beautiful inside and out and just do it. Who cares what anyone thinks? Because you are who you are for all the right reasons. I believe that, right? God made us who we are for a reason. Not so I could be like Steve Jobs, for instance, right? He made me match this for a reason. So that was awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you for coming on and being a guest. It was an awesome time spending this 45, 40 minutes with you. You were awesome. Thank you. I think my audience is going to love this, right, everybody? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, and I have a feeling we will be uh, doing this again, you and I. So I'd um, love that. Yeah, it'll be fun. So thank you again for coming on and being a guest. Yeah, until next time, I will see you later. Sounds good. Thank you.